Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Footy in Paradise podcast. All right, back here, Footy in Paradise podcast, special episode, the second part of our top 50, this time in our men's competition. We've run through already on our social media, 50 through to 11, and now we're going to announce our top 10. Starting out at Crackton Park, the top-ranked Bulldog this year, Cayman Ogilvy. And before we get into it, I'm looking at this list, <laughs> and there is some absolute quality that haven't got in the top 10. One that's seen it, Jared Petrenko, who is listed at 12 um, for ex-AFL grand final, best on ground, medal winner, premiership player, captain, playing coach. Uh, to fit 12, then what an exciting top 10 we have. And um, starting, starting with Ogilvy from Centrals, um, I've talked him up a lot this year because I love the way he goes about his footy. Um, he just took over from Michael Gretchen, uh, who won the uh, Crathen medal last year, uh, inside ball winner, um, had a great combination with Zach Smith. Absolutely. Great year, Cayman Ogilvy. Signed again for next year, which is great to see. Next one, the captain of the North Cairns Tigers. From a stats perspective, doesn't necessarily jump out the page, but if you ever watch the North Cairns Tigers play, there's probably no one more influential on their game style, Darcy Keast at number nine. Yeah, they build the team around Darcy and what he does um, in that back line. His ability to intercept Mark, um, be third man in, and then rebound, hit targets. Um, he sets that uh, defensive uh, six and... Uh, gets them going more often than not. Number eight from the Cairns Saints has, has been a regular in terms of the top players in this competition for a number of years. Uh, had another good year this year. We kind of talked about it in detail in Wednesday's episode reviewing the Saints with Zach Straker. Yeah, look, we're pretty critical of him in the Saints review, but um, look, take nothing away from Zach. He is a tremendous player, worthy of the number eight slot of best players in the competition. Um, we saw him play off halfback this year, which we didn't see last year. He was out of goal square, um, but he adjusted to that role and, and had a few best on ground performances, including um, for the Saints. He was easily their best on in the grand final. Absolutely. Number seven, a new player in the competition this year, but took it by storm very early on. Unlucky not to win uh, the Matty Walsh medal, was only pipped by a Ty Rainbird special in round 19. Uh, Jake Herwood, though, had a great year and um, a really unique probably forward in that doesn't necessarily fly for the footy, but just got a way to win games off his own boot. Oh, he certainly does. I know he's a bit dirty not winning that medal. He was uh, following Rainbird's tally in the final game and you had to kick a bag but got locked down. But look, he had a great year. Uh, what a tough matchup he is. Um, can mark the ball, can go off the ground. His ability to get in behind his defender, uh, get goal side, and then um, could kick goals from anywhere. Uh, incredible player. Number six, probably a, a similar player in that mould, but someone, again, who's done it for a number of years up in this competition. Question marks on, on and I know he said to you, he's not going around, um, but just an absolute star and has been so. Cade Wellington from the Kansas State, number six. Yeah, what, what a player, what a season he's had. He's played footy for a long time and that's it's got to be up there with one of his best. Kicked 50 goals. But it was for me, it was his forward pressure that he brought to that group um, and he did it so consistently. His aggressive style of play um, was pivotal in how the Saints went about their footy this year. Next one, in moving into our top five, a former Crafton medalist, didn't see him in this competition until about midway through the year, uh, but probably similarly to Kai Chapel, who finished 20th in our rankings. The next one, timed his run perfectly and hit top form at the 
peak time of the year, Liam Brandt from the Port Douglas Crocs. Oppositions would have just been hanging their heads when all of a sudden Liam Brandt comes into the side midway through the year and just picked up where he left off last season, uh, just winning the ball on the inside and he's just so clean. He tackles hard, hard on the sleeve type stuff from Liam Brandt and um, he was one of the key reasons they were so successful this year. Number four, another new player to the competition this year, top-ranked South Cairns cutter, cut teams up with his ball use this year whenever he had ball in his hand. He was very, very dangerous. Signed again for 2024, which is great to see Liam McCarthy. Yeah, it was uh, that left foot off half-back was just amazing to watch. It was a you know beautiful left foot kick. Uh, late in the year, he started pushing up the field and it wasn't just his disposal off half-back, hitting targets, changing angles, getting him through the middle of the ground, but he was getting him inside 50 as well and getting Damien Hill good looks at um, Mark's inside 50. So um, a, a really quality player that the cutters uh, will be stoked to re-sign for next year. Top three, first in third position of our rankings, the Matty Walsh medalist, another player that's done it for many years up here, uh, probably, as we said, the, the most dangerous forward in this competition, sits on people's heads, super fit, Ty Rainbird from the Kansas City Lions. Yeah, tough year for the Lions, but the highlight was Ty Rainbird, um, you know, kicked a you know, ridiculous amount of goals in a, a team that didn't make finals, took, you know, he had two of the... Uh, top or two of the three Mark of the Year nominees. Unlucky not to win it, actually. Um, but his work rate for mine is what separates him from some of the other forwards in the competition. Um, his ability to get up the ground, win the footy when the, the, the ball's not coming inside 50, and then work back to get himself one-on-one and, and win those contested marks. Great set shot as well, worthy of that number three spot. Our top two also are our top two in the Sun Lover fantasy points. So second position from the North Cairns Tigers brought his form from down south up here up north. Dan Jackson, 4,670 fantasy points, a super year from the midfielder inside. Yeah, he's an absolute tackling machine, won the tackles by, you know, had over 100-something tackles, uh, more than the second place. Um, contested ball beast in the middle of the ground and he set the tone for North Cairns from the start of the year and um, said boys this is the level we're going to play at get on get on board and they did and you know he was consistent throughout the year um, his impact probably wavered at, at the back end but that uh, was teams were starting to figure North Cairns out um, but he's just continued to rack up high possession counts 10 plus tackles a game um, and he it if he can play again next year for North Cairns, then uh, you know that's a, a really good addition to that midfield. Yeah, I agree, and I think it, it goes to show the impact he had early on in the year, and then also that the, the others in that lineup that kind of bought into the way he was playing, and they improved their output as well. So then it allowed Dan to kind of fit within the whole team lineup. Super, super year out playing over in Darwin at the moment. I think signed for twenty twenty four, which is great to see. Number one, a unanimous number one, number one in our fantasy points, 5,542. Uh, premiership player, new to the competition, uh, couldn't be a more impact, impactful player this year than Sam Fairclough from Port Douglas. Mate, he was the tribal MVP winner. Uh, you know, you know, I did the votes and he was the comfortable leader in the end. Um, definitely the best player in the competition. Uh, looked stiff, in my opinion, not to win the Crathen. Uh, he just played every game and just racked up disposals for fun. 
he is an absolute monster around the footy. Those sort of 50-50 balls in in contests, he was winning them almost every time, getting it on the outside to you know the likes of Josh Lee and Jaden White. But he went forward and kicked goals as yep. well. And you know that sort of what separates him from most of the other midfielders yep. in the competition. His ability to hit the scoreboard, um, but then get back to the centre bounce and then win it in the middle again and get it on the outside. So. Um, just an, such an all-round player uh, was a pleasure to watch him this year. Absolutely, I think totally right. That that ability to go forward that that he knew. And part of it was the quality of that Port Douglas lineup. But for him to be able to go forward and kind of play as that quasi-tall forward that so tough as a matchup that if you put a small on him, um, he was just going to take him straight to the dangerous spot and out muscle him. You put a, uh, obviously tall, small, he can just play however he wants to play and then such a damaging player around the contest as well. Totally agree. Clearly, number one, Sam Fairclough. He'll be the player that everyone's chasing next year. Port haven't officially confirmed it, but there are whispers that he's back again, uh, looking to defend his crown as the number one player in this competition. Um, we kind of said it when we went through the women's top 10 as well. This is such a tough exercise going through this, but again, great to be able to look through it. Uh, again, just reiterates how much talent we've got in this competition. Yeah, looking through this list, mate, you even, you know, you right down to number 50, oh, geez, there's some really, really good players that picked up plenty of votes and, uh, look, the fantasy points are all pretty high as well. Um, very tough uh, task, but it's enjoyable to start reading out um, little summaries of the top players in our comps and uh, in our competition, how uh, they impacted the year. And there are obviously quite a few signings that have been announced for next year, not too many departures as of yet, but there are some high quality players coming to footy in paradise in 2024, trying to chase down and we'll look to slot into some of these positions next year. So which will be good to see. Uh, join us next week for another episode of the footy in paradise podcast. As we go through our report card series, this podcast series will take our listeners through the latest news results, stats, and exciting matchups across the AFL cans competitions. This podcast contains the thoughts and opinions of our presenters and isn't necessarily represented across the organisation. 